Hello everybody out there in not only podcast land, but video land as well. We're here for another podcast, another episode, another now video. Um, we're at the Bronzeville Historical Society, um, a new venture for Department 3C. And because of Chief DeKalb Walcott, the father of DeKalb the third that we have here, um, <laughs> He's given me the opportunity to have a bunch of different interviews with a bunch of different guests, um, all leading up to the 150th year anniversary of Engine 21. Um, that's kind of what this whole project is about, just getting a lot of rec getting records down and getting people to talk and speak and interview and video now so that we can offer you something that you can have for forever. You can be able to look back at this whenever you can in your life. So. Today, we have two firefighters. Um, like I said already, I kind of spoiled the surprise, but we have DeKalb III, DeKalb Walcott, um, one of my former workmates. He is still my workmate, but we were in the same house before, and his buddy, AC. And we're going to get into a conversation with them. Introduce yourselves to us and tell us your roles on the fire department, how you got there, how you met each other, all of that fun stuff. We'll start with you, Cap. How you guys doing? My name is uh, DeKalb Walcott III. Most people get me mixed up with Junior because I'm the son. But Hold on, this will be the third time you're on my show, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how crazy is that? Yeah. So uh, I'm currently assigned to Tower Ladder 14, in-house with Engine 117. Um, I joined the department 14 years ago, July 1st, 2008. Uh, started off at Engine 116, which was right down the street from Engine 49, from my brother, Awesome 83, Engine 83, <laughs> Awesome AC Wolf. And pretty much we ran into each other. Uh, fires, ambo runs. Uh, they had a BLS ambulance, age seven, in house with them. So, you know, back in those days, we was getting detailed in and out all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Ed's just somebody who I always clicked with whenever we worked together, sat down, chopped it up over conversation, mm -hmm. via work-wise, um, health-wise, mm -hmm. um, even family-wise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it, there's a lot of history behind this friendship, which is, yeah, it's been 14 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, definitely wouldn't have it any other way. Cool, cool. AC? Man, time flies, man. Don't, don't. <laughs> That's just crazy. So uh, when I came at the academy, my youngest child was born two months to the day of graduation. Okay. And so, uh, of course, they've, they've known them their whole life. Mm -hmm. So held them in their arms, and now they're a sophomore in high school. Mm. <laughs> right time. So yeah. time, time flies. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but I came at the academy 2006, February, uh, I was on Engine 83. By the way, my name's AC, AC Michael. Professionally on the mic, awesome AC Wolf. You can just call me AC. Okay. Uh, at, in Engine 49, which is also on Ashland, down the street from uh, Engine 116, that's how I bumped in the cow. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we chopped it up and uh, we got close and cool. And so uh, through that, uh, uh, a very strong bond uh, formed and it's been stronger ever since. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, like you said, you guys met each other, chopped it up with each other, became BFFs, all that great stuff. <laughs> but in the process of all of that, and I don't say BFF is like a joke. I, yeah. My best friend, he my my BFF. Right, right. <laughs> so um, what I was what I was going to get at is the fact that you guys made a song together, and you said we got your regular name, and then we got your well, I don't want to call you a rapper because that's a diss. But let's talk about your rap. Yeah, well, my career. My, yeah, my, my uh, music career. My music my, moniker is, is Awesome AC Wolf. That's okay. my music moniker. And uh, I've been MCing for a very long time, about 35 years. Okay. That happened prior to getting on the department. Mm -hmm. And uh, while going through the fire academy, of course, they beat you down in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to human beatbox in the bathroom, love the acoustics. And a lot of my uh, 
my classmates, you know, toward the end, that you should make a, a song about firefighting. Mm -hmm. So, okay, but during my candidacy, I wound up kind of writing a verse. Mm -hmm. I was going to kind of put a mix CD together and kind of drop that verse. Mm -hmm. uh, during that time, uh, got to know Cal, and uh, of course, we got cool, developed a good friendship. And on Facebook, I would have something to call it Freestyle, Freestyle Friday. Okay. Where I would just kind of drop some lines and then uh, just come up with something. Then he started dropping lines. And I was like, bro, like, why are you holding out? Yeah. Like, I didn't know you had that talent. <laughs> so, hold on. Let me ask you yeah. just a quick interruption. So, Freestyle Friday, is that where you, like, just typing out lines and post them? Or were you hosting, like, a live thing where it was, like, somebody's turn to just come on and drop a few and then get out? No, I would just kind of think of something, type it real quick, and then and, and put it on Facebook. I got like, you, no got live you. recording. Got you. And that was before you yeah, had Facebook Live. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. All the new gadgets they got you said You said 14 years, my bad. You're right. So yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this is when Facebook was more in the baby stages, but I just kind of would spontaneously type some lines in, mm -hmm. and then he started doing the same thing, and I was like, yeah, why are you holding out? Yeah, why are you holding out on me? He's like, well, actually, you know, I... I, I just kind of going what I'm feeling, but I always want to kind of get into it. Mm -hmm. Long story short, he came to a studio with me a couple of times. He said, man, I'd like to do a song with you. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, I probably want to kind of get your feet wet and maybe like a song yourself. Yeah. And he hit the ground running. I remember him making that first song. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, man. He actually decent, huh? He was past decent. Yeah, I was like, man. Past decent. So with when, that. He, when he recorded that first song and, uh, you know, uh, he was kind of really getting to your rhythm because everyone records a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, we can, we can do that. As a matter of fact, we can uh, do a song about firefighting. I kind of got this verse and I shared it with him. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he said, oh, I can kind of uh, pass the baton, if you will, mm -hmm. and kind of took uh, the baton and told his, his story with, with uh, firefighting and, and being part of fire service. Okay. And uh, it, it wouldn't have been the same without him. Right. I got you. I got you. So. DeKalb, tell me your experience with that song and laying down the track and all that fun stuff. Well, okay, first and foremost, the Freestyle Friday thing, you know, I was just inspired by watching them drop his lines because I always loved, you know, music. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually a drummer mm -hmm. since I was seven years old, so uh, I was always really fascinated by just musicianship, period. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess back then at the time I had some stuff I was I, I just wanted to get off my chest, so I did it in that way. And that's when he said, "Hey, you know, please tell me you've been holding out." I was like, "Uh, half and half. <laughs> I haven't been holding out on you, but yes, those are my lines. Uh -huh. I've never written a verse a day in my life." Yeah. So that was when he took me on this wing, took me to the studio, and I'm watching him do his thing. I'm like, I could do this. Let mm -hmm. me, you know. Throw me in the booth real quick, you know. He's like, Well, I need you to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, Oh, I'll do that. Did it really quick. Put the first song down. He was like, All right, now I got a project for you. What do you <laughs> feel about doing a song about Firefly? I said, Say the word. Mm -hmm. So when um, I went on ahead and wrote it, and the crazy thing about it is, I was hot and cold at the time. Like, there's times where I couldn't think of nothing. But mm -hmm. if I felt it, like up here and here, yeah, I just spat it out. Yeah. So, um, everything that you heard in the song was pretty much my life going into the fire service, mm -hmm. you know, watching my father do what he did, want to be like him mm -hmm. and follow his footsteps. And the best part about it is that I was able to express it in a different way other than just telling everybody, oh, I want to be like that. Yeah. You know, some people got a hold of it. And they were kind of, well, no, they heard about it, and they were just kind of writing me off. Like, they were like, oh, rapping fireman, da-da-da-da. Like, yeah. tease me all you want to, but wait till you hear it first. Yeah. When they heard it, that's when they was like, oh, you you were serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember um, the first time I heard it was in the firehouse. And um, <laughs> one of my officers, he's the one that found it. And just put it on and just playing it in the house and and that one line that's, <laughs> that's, that's just notorious that holds the squad line that they, they, line, I'm taking the blame for it. <laughs> yeah, say, you took the blame for that line like like and to be honest that's before I knew you knew you and so the first time I heard it I didn't know whose voice was who 
And so I was like, I guess he is saying hold the squad. He in the house with the squad, holding the squad. What kind of, what's, what's up with that? I'm not saying and I for, wouldn't say it. I probably still would have if he didn't beat me to the punch. It's, it's, it's fine. But um, for people who don't know and who are listening to this or watching this, hold the squad is what a lot of chiefs like to do if they get the opportunity. Like, we got the fire with the people we already got. Hold the squad. And little do they know, as the squad, we don't mind getting held. So, <laughs> well, for, for those. Now, if you got something for real, yeah, we coming through. But if you got just some small stuff, that's okay. You can you can hold us. It, it'll be okay. Right. So, what was you doing? You was over there talking about what the squad do and don't do? No. <laughs> not even. Okay. Like, at that time, I only had one. No, no, no. I was talking about just now. Oh, no. Like I was just talking like it's a squad guy. Oh, okay. You, you, you wasn't a squad guy then. You were a squad no. guy now. So, yeah. you know, it was just funny because of us. Some of them did like it. The other ones, mainly the ones that didn't like me, they yeah. didn't like it. But I didn't care because, yeah. you know, even when I said, yeah, I didn't even say that. But you let him say it. I said, I'm not saying I wouldn't have said it. Well, I still would have. Right. And what you, how you going to stop somebody else from saying something on a song? I mean, that y'all doing together, you let him say it. Uh, like, you going to say stop? I let it this way. It meant a lot more to me than it did them, so I just let that pass. I didn't care. Well, people going to say what they're going to say. They're right. going to do what they're going to do. Only people you can control is you, so did a good I, job. I, I, I found that humorous. You found what? The part that they were mad about yeah. that was humorous? Very much Tell so. me why. Uh, for several reasons. One, because that's not that's not his line. I said that. Right. And I, and I own that. Yeah. And uh, the other part is everyone who's on the squad, they didn't come out the academy. On the squad. On the squad. <laughs> not on the engine and truck. Yeah. And then the other part is when you really hear hold the squad, what does that really mean? For the people out in TV and radio land, yeah. there, there are engines and there are trucks and they work together to fight fires. Engines, they got the holes in the water. Mm -hmm. Trucks, they got the ladders and the tools. We kind of ride each other about who does what, but essentially we work together to, uh, to put the fire out. And you and put it out with the crew you had. Right. So, and then there's the squad. The yeah. squad has more of uh, specialty tools, and you guys kind of come in uh, to make the to, to to make a comparison to the to the police department. We come with kind of uh, would say you guys are like the detectives. Yeah. Like the beat cops would come in, they would secure the scene, yeah. and then the detective would kind of come in. Okay, we'll take over from here. Yeah. You know, and, no, then, and, and, and then some 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 squad, guys do yeah, that. Some squad, some squad yeah. members kind of have that provider. Like, yeah, I'm me. We're here now. We'll just take over, yeah. and uh, they have that that braggadocio. We're, we're Superman. Yeah. You know, not not everyone, but a lot of squad members have that. But the real thing is. If people who know about the members of the Chicago Fire Department, that we have a lot of pride. Right. And so we really want to get our job done. The entire department. The, the fire department. Yeah. Yes. Some more than others, and some houses more, more than, than others. Yes. You got about 30 seconds to get on the rig before it's, it's moving. You better get on. Yeah. And when you get there, you go to work, and you already know when they dispatch you, there's going to be two engines, two trucks, a battalion chief, and uh, it's going to be an uh, ambulance. if they're close enough. And the squad, they're close enough, and like I said, also on Ambo, yeah. probably the mobile unit 274, what have you. Yeah. When you know that you got that full still, and you get there first, you're going to be the first engine or the first truck, like it says in the song. Mm -hmm. But if you do your job and you contain it, mm -hmm. the squad is not needed. Yeah. That's why they hold them up. Mm -hmm. So it's that pride thing. The truck and engine got this. Mm -hmm. You don't hold the squad. That's why the line says what it was. Not like, oh, we hate the squad. No, no, I mean, not you personally. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't. I never took it like. I didn't some, take it like that. Some took it personal. Yeah. But when they before they got on the squad, they were on the engine and yeah. truck, and you know they did their job properly. But they contained the, the the situation, and they told them, hold the squad. You know you did your job properly that day. You held it. Right. So it wasn't like a diss to the squad. It's more like of a pride thing. Like the truck and engine got this. You'll hold the squad. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, in this job, as we all know, and I'm sure I don't have to tell you, yeah. I might have to let some of the listeners that aren't completely familiar with the job know, you got to have thick skin. And I mean, if you're not getting messed with and you're not getting jagged, it means something, you really did something wrong because if they ain't even taking the time to mess with you, right. <laughs> then you in bad shape. But it's, it's, it's a brotherhood, sisterhood, familyhood, and the fact that we can sit around and 
you even had the opportunity to make a song. That's live and dope within itself. So, I mean, it could be whatever it is. It's just, to me, that's awesome that y'all did that, that y'all put that down, y'all recorded it, y'all. It's a historical record now. And now y'all hold squad boys. So, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. Was, it was a playful jab, but nothing, nothing, nothing serious. Yeah. Some of them took it a little bit more serious than they should have. Right. Because even to this day, like, uh, certain people who I ain't gonna say names, but <laughs> they still like try to jab, jab me. Jab at you, yeah. And it's, it's just like, you're not helping the situation. Right. You know, and it just kind of comes down to, you know, other people who don't understand how the, a brotherhood in the firehouse works. Why are they talking about this? I'm like, look, that's on them. Yeah. All I was trying to do was help him, you know, achieve a goal, which mm -hmm. was not only for, especially for us as minorities, mm -hmm. you know, you hear rap culture talking about usually the exact opposite right. you know being going through getting everything out the mud not having nothing trying to make something out of nothing where it's like nah this you know you got a couple brothers that we got something we made something of ourselves mm -hmm. and we want to reach you know anybody who wants to be something in the fire service one day especially minorities because let's just be for real like there's a lot of there's a huge disconnect between that the minority community and a lot of places yeah, yeah, because of lack of resources. Yeah. So we just trying to add one more resource to that. I mean, like you said, a lot of times if it weren't for seeing someone in a position in a job, you wouldn't even know that's a job or a position you could get. Exactly. Right. So I understand exactly what you're saying. And like I said, I appreciate you putting down the song. I appreciate y'all putting it together. I think it's what's up. Um, but that's just me, and that's just one squad. Guys. That's, all, that's, all, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. I know a couple more, but you know yeah. that's all that matters. You know, it's for whoever is in likes positivity and, and about showing the young folks there's other ways to go. This is for you. Mm -hmm. That's that's this is who this is for. For those that don't appreciate it, all right, they'll be gone. They'll wither away in due time. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this: we we put out well, you guys put out that song a while ago. When will we be able to hear a bit more, get something else? I mean, y'all put this one song out, y'all did good, that was dope. What's, 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 what else is coming? What is next? You guys, like I said, you BFFs, you friends for life, I'm with it. Uh, how about y'all bless us with something else? Yeah, Cam. <laughs> I, I actually, seriously, uh, uh, I've had a couple of releases since then. Okay. Uh, the, the, it's a, it's a calling song made it to a mixed CD that I put together called The Verbal Howling. The Verbal Howling? Yes. Oh, like, for like, the wolf? Yes. I'm with it. There's an old school uh, uh, horror film called The Howling. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a spinoff from there. Okay. Even with the album cover and all that. And uh, It's a Calling is on there. As a matter of fact, uh, of course, it's, it's predominantly me because, of course, it's my mixed CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's on there with uh, It's a Calling, and then he also has uh, a spot on there. Uh, with uh, one of his songs, No Mercy. Okay. So that's on there. All right. From there, I put an old school hip hop album called That One. Mm hmm. And uh, with that particular song, I mean, that particular album, uh, of course, it's predominantly me, and uh, we have a song on there as well together. It's called mm -hmm. The Fangs and the Venom. Okay. Mm -hmm. So our full moniker. Okay. I'm awesome AC Wolf. Mm hmm. The Hairless One. Mm hmm. He's for the Caliber. Mm hmm. The Scorpion mm -hmm. King. Okay. Scorpio the Zodiacs. So right. we share that we share that in common as well. Okay. Our birthdays are weeks apart. But of course when you look at the, the animals that we chose that are in our in our moniker, there's the wolf and there's a the scorpion. Mm -hmm. Now if you come across a wolf, you may die. <laughs> yeah. But you may get mauled, you may live to tell about it. Of course you're gonna look like, okay, what happened to you? <laughs> now if you come across a scorpion and you get stung, that's it. Yeah. You're pretty much gonna die. Yeah, unless someone can get you to a hospital and get you the, the serum or whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of reflective of our personalities. We're both Scorpios. Mm -hmm. We have that biting wit. We have that, that sharp tongue. If you come at us, me, I'll probably maim you and let you walk away. Mm -hmm. He ain't going to do that. No, no. I've, he going he to sting that. you. You got about five minutes. You're going yeah. to be like Kill Bill, too. When he was walking and his heart exploded, he just fell to the ground. Yeah, that's that's going to be you. That's right. going to be you. Right. <laughs> and so the, the song is reflective of that. I got the fangs. He got the venom. This is our way that we kind of conduct ourselves. And even with us dealing with each other, we've learned from each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
maybe I stung him a little too quickly. Let me kind of hold off and kind of do a wolf style. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes like, no, nah, you being a little, you being a little bit too, too nice. You need to, yeah, you need, you need to sting them. Right. No, <laughs> don't sting them. Just keep them on until they don't move anymore. Right. Okay. You being a little bit too nice. And so yeah. we learn from each other in that aspect as well. But that song was on there, the fang and the, the fangs and the venom. Okay, well that's what's up. That's that's yeah. what I'm asking for. And then to go further, I yeah, got a, I got a, another release that I I dropped. It's called Get Motivated. It's like hip hop and fitness mixed together. Okay. And that's one of the things that I did. I was mid project, mm -hmm. and I stopped that project to do Get Motivated because I love hip hop. I love the boom bap beats, working out to them. Mm -hmm. But for like, yeah, I'm in the street with my gun, busting, you know, and I got the half decade girls and pop them out. I was like. Yeah. That's not beating me here and here. Yeah. So I made the Get Motivated Project something I could work out to. That's not true. So, and, speaking and, of that, yeah. you were telling me about, and and I did it at the beginning. I said your yeah. rap name, and I'm I apologize no. because you're more than a rapper. You're an MC. Give me that whole breakdown of being an MC as opposed to just a rapper. Okay, I will do that. The, the, to answer your first question, we have a song called Fearless Together. I've got another on one. Okay. That's on the Get Motivated Project. Right? Okay. Uh, so each, each album, he didn't come up with, I'm on it. Right. Okay. So we have several songs that together. That the, mm -hmm. the It's a Calling song, that caught that uh, notoriety because of his dad in part in his book, and that kind of came into the fold. Right. And then let's be honest, when people kind of rhyme about different things, are they really rhyming about the fire service? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, that's, that's just not. a unique topic yeah. to rhyme Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And so that's why that has that kind of that notoriety. Like, who would think about something like that? These guys. Yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with that. But yeah, I'm not a rapper. Like I said earlier before the podcast, uh, I could teach my mother to take some lines that rhyme and put them to a beat. You know, but she ain't gonna be able to grab the microphone and stand on stage and command attention and and, uh, and move the crowd or uh, okay. be the master of ceremony. Mm -hmm. So I always say I'm a hip hop lyricist, but hip hop most people think about rap when it's more the elements of hip hop. There's MCing and there's DJing, there's graffiti art and uh, these b-boying. Okay. The fifth one people always forget about is knowledge. Yeah. Those five elements make up uh, hip hop in itself, mm -hmm. but rapping or emceeing is under that umbrella and that's more of the one I do. Okay. What I do. Yeah. Now, the way you just broke that down was impeccable. Um, you are a, I can tell by listening to you, you're a true student of the game, true, true student of the craft. So, I mean, this can't be a music, hip hop discussion without asking you, at least give me, we ain't gotta go five, but give me like your three top rappers. Both of y'all. And you can't and you can't and you can't put it in yourself. Okay. Because because does you know what the beautiful thing is? <laughs> that shirt the shirt he has on. Oh, we can yeah. actually see it now because I'm yeah. always talking about stuff on the podcast. Yeah. Greatest firefighter ever in the discussion. Yeah. Ugh, I might have to argue with that, oh, but yeah, we go. For I, that. I mean, you can take it off and you can have. It. I'm about to say you got the shirt on <laughs> and, and I. Ain't, I I ain't got no fangs or no venom, so I guess I'm just. I, <laughs> you I got just the jaws of life. I say I got specialty tools. That's oh, about you it. Got the jaws of life. <laughs> you may need them. Cutters. <laughs> I may need them. You're right. Spreaders and cutters. You got them. I got that. Yeah. So yeah, top three. Yeah, this was a, a gift from my fiance. Love you, Tiffany. I appreciate it. And I, I wear it with pride. It is dope. But I'm old school, and so I look at the old school artists. Uh, I like uh, KRS One. Mm -hmm. uh, Rock Kim, mm -hmm. and then I kind of go back and forth with uh, kind of my third. Uh, I'll probably uh, uh, go with Nas. Nas, okay, yeah. I like that. Most most people they forget about Guru, and he had that monotone style. He talked about an array of subjects. Yes, and uh, that's how far I got. How I got older, I got bored because they don't talk about as many subjects. Right, they used yeah. to. Now it's it's totally different now. Um, I don't want to get into a bunch of new school stuff now because this will be a get off my line podcast. <laughs> <laughs> old man just, I was back in my day when we were rapping. Know, yeah, right? no, nah, I ain't going to do that to him. But I like that. I like that. 40? All right, so for me, uh, starting, you know, everything we are, we owe. Mm -hmm. if, if it wasn't for us, if it wasn't for the old school, we wouldn't be nothing. So mm -hmm. I'm going to take it back to when I first started. Paying attention, Tupac Shakur was my mm -hmm. favorite. Okay. Uh, 
And what's crazy, because I think I was, what, nine when he died in 1996. I was nine or 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know too much of what was going on. But as I got older, I was, you know, listening to his lyrics. It was like, I could relate to a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. in different levels. So Tupac was always number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, Tech Nine, because he's different. Mm -hmm. In yes. a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. And how ironic, he's also a Scorpio as well. Okay. You know, because the, the fast, the speed rap is what the Midwest is known for. And Tech Nine, other than Twisted, Tech Nine is pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And in his uh, wordplay, is crazy because he can take a bunch of words that rhyme and put them all in the same bar and still kill you at the end with that last word. It's like he makes, he can make syllables rhyme like very easily. Mm -hmm. And then third, it's a, basically a toss up. And this is basically, I'm going just off of different eras. So you had the old square for me, which was Tupac. Mm -hmm. And then Tech Nine has been around from then even till now, but he just started getting notoriety now. Mm -hmm. And third is a tie between Crooked Eye mm -hmm. and this new rapper called Dax. Okay. He's like the new version of Tech Nine. Mm -hmm. People call him a weirdo, but he's just misunderstood. But his wordplay, speed, all that stuff, it's like, Who's going to beat that? Okay. That's what I, I look to when for motivation if I'm running dry okay. you know, on thoughts. Yeah. So. Trying to trying to get something to come up with. Yeah. So you still writing? I still do. Okay. So after he taught you, to, you, you shaking your head, nah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, 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 I'll get there. I, okay. I, I, I write at least I come up with a verse at least maybe what once a month once a month okay. sometimes I'll go back and I'm like I don't like that and I'll redo it I'll mm -hmm. polish it back up but I haven't dropped anything in a while I haven't recorded anything in a while okay uh unfortunately because I kind of let well don't look at it like I let it but I felt some other stuff needed my attention mm -hmm. at the time mm -hmm. which we also had on your podcast life happens my yeah. wife's her illness mm -hmm. and my daughter's illness as well mm -hmm. that's where i put all my attention to mm -hmm. like uh i missed the lieutenant's exam mm -hmm. this past lieutenant's exam because my wife had had a, her 17th surgery around that time mm -hmm. so you know a lot of people were like you know why you ain't take the test i couldn't yeah well what what was going on my wife had a major surgery yeah they don't know how good or bad it is they don't know the ins and outs of it so i didn't explain it to them but just so, you know, for the people that did not know, I, I kept this to myself for quite a while. Mm -hmm. I didn't even tell my wife about it because mm -hmm. she was on the night. She didn't know. Yeah. But she reads her paperwork. From start. She she could have been like a, a dang lawyer. You know how when you need a lawyer to read over all the fine print? Yeah. She's the person that'll do that. Okay. So she did that with her last hospital records. Mm -hmm. And she found the part where they had to shock her back to life Ooh. because she had died on the table. Ooh. They came and told me mm -hmm. that she had went out, but they brought it back. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell the rest of the family because I did not want to worry them. Right. But every bad thing in my head I thought about, it went away for a little bit because they brought her back. But it's like, Shh, what's going to happen now? Is she going to be the same? Is she going to be able to fully recover? So during all that time, I really couldn't focus on... Uh, Anything. Anything. Yeah, other than that, it's like I just the essentials. I, I got you. I understand. You know, taking care of home. You know, she's, we got a bunch of dogs. Everybody <laughs> calls me Dog Whisperer because <laughs> we got so many dogs. But, you know, that's her passion. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, my chihuahua just gave birth. So <laughs> Okay. We, but I didn't know you had a chihuahua. Dude, I yeah, took got three. now. Okay. I got three. But, funnily enough, after what five minutes of all of them being born, they were already spoken and sold. Okay. Because uh, we've made litters before. Mm hmm. So, and they all went fast. Everybody loves how we train our dogs. Mm hmm. Everybody sees the passion that she puts into it, and the assistance from me helps push it further. Mm hmm. So now it's to the point where things that I never thought in my head I could be doing years ago, like yeah. for instance, making you know rap lyrics getting in the studio putting down music mm -hmm. never thought i could be able to do that he's the one that introduced me to it same thing with dogs without her i can't have pets because i work 24 hours i can't take care of them by myself right so between him her my dad putting this in front of me this is pretty much what all makes me yeah you know a, with a uh a lot of other stuff too but you know this is the main thing so I remember one time I was so depressed that I actually wrote a 
a verse for my wife about the endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And it was, she got so emotional because it was literally describing everything that we uh, have gone through where she wakes up in the morning, how are you feeling? Are you in pain today? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how did you feel last night? Did you get any sleep? Okay, when's the next doctor's appointment? What do we gotta go now? You know, medication-wise, getting shots, making sure everybody, you know, all the dogs are taken care of before we go to the doctor because we don't know when we are gonna come back. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then seeing my daughter have to go through the same thing, she has this thing where when her back starts hurting, that means the menstrual cycle's about to come in. Mm-hmm. So, with it's like dealing with her, it's like an instant replay of a mother. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much all I really could focus on. Mm-hmm. And uh, even now, my wife wants me to actually write a song about the dogs, about, uh, <laughs> about the kennel. She's, she's got a kennel that's called Bulls on Fire Kennel. Okay. Okay. So for those who want to know what that means, Bulls on Fire is where we from, Chicago. What was the team? What was the basketball team in the Chicago? The Bulls. Yeah. You know, back in the 90s when Mike Jordan was that dude, you know, they burnt down almost the whole dang West Side when they won, what, the fifth or sixth championship or something like that. Yeah. And that's just a coincidence. She connected the Bulls because of the fact that her favorite breed is Bulldogs and Bullies, American Bullies. Okay. And since I'm a firefighter, she combined those names. Mm-hmm. It just fit well because of the city's history as well. Um, my brother actually did the logo for the kennel. Okay. It's a picture of my biggest dog with uh, the skyline in the background mm-hmm. and a big, like, it looked like the Great Chicago Fire back there. Okay. So all this stuff is like, uh, it's still surreal to me, mm-hmm. honestly. It's very surreal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still trying to, like, I pinch myself at times, like, am I dreaming? Is this really happening? You know, did I really achieve being a firefighter at the age of 21 when I said I was going to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, am I actually getting in the studio and uh, dropping the lyrics with my brother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, am I literally actually birthing dogs and raising them from yeah. scratch? Yeah. You know, uh, the dogs that most people would be afraid of like it doesn't phase me. And even when we have, even on our job where you go into some houses where they have big dogs mm-hmm. and most people are like, ah, nah, we ain't doing nothing until they put the dog away, which I understand because if the dog's gonna protect his home, he's gotta protect his home. Mm-hmm. But we have a couple instances where it's like, uh, that could have went terribly wrong. Yeah. And one in particular, and I wasn't even assigned to Tower 14 at this time, but I was, I think I was detailed there that day. Detailed there, we go to this person's house uh, we go inside, grab the old lady, put in the stair chair. We go walk out. I go to the front door. There's a big old cane corso <laughs> yeah, in the yard, some big dogs, yeah. tied to the tree. Yeah. And everybody's just like backing up, and I'm looking like, "What's going on?" I look out. I see the cane corso just standing there looking at us. But I can see, you know, most of those dogs don't have tails, but you can see they kind of wagging his tail. Yeah. So he's not like crying. You know, he's not barking or nothing. He's crying. I'm like, he must be a puppy. He was huge, but they're like, that ain't no puppy. He was yeah, just a puppy. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw in his face, he still had them baby features. Mm-hmm. So I walked out first. He comes up to me and I pet him. Mm-hmm. And you know, us firemen, we got that slick sense of humor. I turn around, I say, is this your dog, uh, ma'am? She says, yeah. I said, you didn't do a good job training him. He should have killed us all when we came into this yard. <laughs> and everybody started laughing and, you know, we just walked out to the to the ambulance. You know, that was you know, the way you lighten the mood up and, you know, tell everybody else, look, relax, he ain't gonna do nothing to you. Mm-hmm. You know, because dogs, ironically, like people, but this is definitely a dog trait. If they smell fear, they're gonna react because their thing is, why are you afraid of me? Mm-hmm. There's, if you if you didn't, if you ain't a bad person, you got nothing to worry about. Right. So this dog clearly didn't want no smoke, he just wanted to play. Yeah. Because he was tied to the tree, he was hiding in the bushes and everything. Mm-hmm. Mostly when you touch the fence, the dog's already on you. My dog's particular, if you are on the corner and not even coming towards my fence, they will still let you know that they're there. But for some reason, and maybe this is the black dog thing, because my, my oldest dog, Zeus, he's black and white. <laughs> he does that, though, too. He plays possum with people, but he won't let you touch the fence. So somebody was walking past my house, and they like to let their dogs run loose in the people's yards and stuff. So Zeus is outside. He's hiding. He's hiding in the dark spot because it's nighttime. He's hiding, and 
person comes up with their dog, he jumps out the shadows on them and they all go running for the hills. <laughs> but, you know, that's just, you know, little bits and pieces of what we, you know, deal with and what we see. So, yeah, I could definitely put that in, which I actually did put that in the verse. I hadn't finished it yet, though. And she stood, she, like, uh, like my brother, she's still getting on me about it. Where's the song for the kettle? You know, yeah, everybody's yeah. asking. I'm like, look, okay, I'm going to get around to it. I just, I got to get my berries in order first because this is a lot of stuff to take and I'm still trying to figure out where do I fit in with all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, AC, I'm sure you writing and putting stuff together and putting sure. stuff down. So, what's, the, what's the, the funny part is, yeah. he, tell you, he, he has like, he has about 15, 16 songs recorded already. Oh, okay. He didn't he tell you that So I was like, just like, <laughs> it got to the point, I was like, bro, just, just give them to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 put it, I'll put it out for you. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll do this together. But I understand that, of course, uh, that's what makes being creative or even doing something on your own difficult because life is going to show up whether you uh, want it to or not. Mm -hmm. You know, you got emergencies and, 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 uh, and unforeseen circumstances and so I understand how difficult it is. Yeah. You know, some people when they are highly successful, they become so hyper-focused that other parts of their life fall apart. Yeah, yeah. They become successful in whatever they do, but then they lose families and, 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 and uh, some other things fall apart. Parts of themselves. Yeah, yeah, parts of themselves. Absolutely. So I commend him for, you know, keeping his family together and realizing he has a creative side and he does create, uh, he just hasn't shared it with the world yet. Hey, it's, it's, so, it's his art. So when whenever, he unveils, I'm going to be right whenever there. Whenever he's ready. Oh, you're yeah. going to be the first to know. So, yeah. If you ain't the one in the studio with me, like you say, yeah. he's always putting me on different uh, producers that he's worked with mm -hmm. via the past or he's currently working with. You know, he's always telling me about different ideas that he's got. Mm -hmm. You know, how his projects are coming along, you know, all that stuff, and I'm just mentally taking notes in my head. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, as uh, the young guns they call the young people, they get gung ho and they want to just jump right in without fully understanding a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. And I've made that mistake before. So I decided, you know what, I'm gonna try to learn what I can on the outskirts of it first before I just dive right in and you know do the other stuff because the fact that. You're asking for material. He's been asking me to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, my wife asking me to do the song for the kennel. Even her family wants to hear more of my music, which is very surprising to me. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, along with people who years ago, like, you know, Al, mm -hmm. who I was talking to on the way in, mm -hmm. he's waiting on uh, me to make my pitch so that he can get one his dad. Okay. So the fact that when you have people who are waiting for your product, specifically because it's coming from you. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. And I look at that as like the Dave Chappelle effect because when Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle show back in 02, 03, 04, mm -hmm. he did those two seasons and everybody, like damn near everybody who's anybody was watching it and they were repeating the lines. And when he turned down $55 million, everybody was looking at him the same way he looked at me, like just give me the material, like that type of thing. Yeah. And he allegedly, I don't know how true it is, but did he actually go to West Africa? Did he ever say that? Um, you know what? I don't know for sure. Well, he, he say he did. He did. Okay, so he I went away to Africa to get him get his get head his on mind, straight. Right. Yeah. Went back to doing just stand up comedy just for the hell of it. Now he doing Netflix specials. Now you got to the point where you got the cancel culture coming for him, but they we, can't get him. They can't get him because yeah. we've been waiting so long for this. This is finally what we want, and he always delivers. So now that I got, you know the loyal customers, the loyal clientele, mm -hmm. I gotta make sure that I keep y'all mm -hmm. on my side wanting more. So what I'm hearing is you like a stingy drug dealer to give you a little bit of dope and then don't want to give you the rest of the dope <laughs> even though I got the money to buy the dope. Yep. And I'm you compare yourself to Dave Chappelle. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm, I'm with that. I'm sitting on it. I'm just trying to get stuff I'm clear. Same, That's all I'm thing. trying to do. I'm the same way with finances, too. <laughs> just because the bank account is up here don't mean I'm finna go. <laughs> I, 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 I got, got a different perspective on it. Yeah. What's your perspective? My perspective is that uh, it's not time. That, too. Uh, I'm and, and, that. and a lot of times we want to do things in our time. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times our time is not the right time. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I stopped mid-project to make the Get Motivated project. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I did that, because I really wanted something to work out to. I really made this music for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
it just so happens that I can share it and it has brought on new life in the direction what I want to do some things as far as my music and hip hop and uh, bring it on as far as motivational speaking and, and uh, health and wellness, fitness, all this mixed together. Mm -hmm. But the project that I stopped mid project on is all queen related. It's all women related. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have been inspired by my fiance, by some things that we have gone through in our journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the hiatus of that project, I was able to come up with some other concepts and some other lyrics and some other songs. And I wouldn't have done that had I released it or kept working with that project immediately. Right. So it was supposed to be put on hold. Yeah. And now the project has a different life to it because of the hiatus. In my way, I'm like, oh man, I got a whole another project that's kind of sitting there. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't time. So you, you could have told me that then, but I get it now mm -hmm. because of uh, some other things that transpired. So you're saying that patience that you had for, and you were able to put it down to shift focus to do something else, kind of breathed new life into that project. Kind of gave it some different oomph to it, some some yeah. different mojo. I, I wouldn't even just call it patience. I would just kind of say that I was compelled to make the Get Motivated Project okay. to find something to work out to. Okay. And uh, through doing that, uh, I put the, uh, it's called Fit for a Queen, the Fit for a Queen Project on hold. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I would review some things that I had and I kind of felt like, oh, I want to kind of put that out. Sometimes you have something, you kind of feel a little eagerness, maybe a little anxiety to come why is it sitting there. Yeah. But then I had to, you know, really kind of lay in the pocket one thing at a time and uh, let things take its course. It feels more organic now, returning to that project and being inspired by other things, my fiance specifically okay. and some other things. We have a, a joint that we're working on with that as well. Okay. And it's kind of gonna you know, a lot of things are very complimentary and uh and uh, uplifting the with the Fit for a Queen project. Things may take a little more, uh, uh, maybe more criticism based with the song that we're going to do together. Okay. And uh, it would, this song would, would not be the same without him on it mm -hmm. because he's going to bring his perspective. Mm -hmm. you know? But with all that being said, if I tried to rush and do it then, it wouldn't be what it's going to be now. I, I'm with that. I, not you. You being a stingy drug dealer's assistant because now I want to hear it. <laughs> you see how he he explained it the best way, which truly was what I was thinking. But you see how you put that uh, stingy drug dealer with Dave Chappelle and all that yeah, stuff together, yeah. and I let you. Yeah, it's because again, that's just how I am. However you think of it, that's what I'm gonna let you think. Uh huh. But like you say, when it's time, it's it's time, and that's what it is. And you can't, you really can't rush that. Okay. And even I myself, one of the most impatient people in the world, I'm still trying to understand that now. It's, it goes back to the wolf and the scorpion, the bite, Fangs in the maiming, maiming and stinging. So yeah. it goes back to that. Um, well, <laughs> before we get ready to get out of here, it's a couple of topics that I do want to um, go over. One more time, I want to promote the 150th year anniversary of Engine 21. Um, this is your dad's project. He's put a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this project. Um, I've seen it, and I'm sure I've seen it from afar, and you've seen it from up close. Up close um, just to both of you gentlemen, can you give me like an idea of what you think of just the Black Heroes of Fire? Not just this project, but just Black Heroes of Fire overall. Just any thoughts? For me, I feel like the Black Heroes of Fire is literally self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Black Heroes of Fire, you know, because he's talking about the first Black Engine Company, Engine 21, mm -hmm. and how much they did in their time span, how they changed the game, mm -hmm. right? I wasn't there back then. I didn't even do the research. He did it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for him to be so passionate about something, it helped him recreate that name and he could even call himself that because he is well as well as a black is a black hero of fire. He was my black hero of fire mm -hmm. because I grew up watching him wanting to be like him. Mm -hmm. And you don't really see too many brothers in this department excelling at their craft the way he did. Mm -hmm. And to pass it on to his son, 
me, that that's huge. And you know, when you again from us minorities, that's important because we need to see stuff like this. Mm -hmm. We need to see more stuff like this. Some men are not blessed with sons. Some have daughters. They can do this as well. You know. And in this day and age, you know, with the uh, sex changing and all that stuff, you know, anybody who's anybody can do anything at this Any point. Human. Any human. There you go. Be that as it is, I have a niece who loves fire trucks. Mm -hmm. If she can actually, if she sticks with saying she wants to be a fireman, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to help push her towards that. Mm -hmm. You know, because I've seen some even black women on this job that do this job very well. Yeah, they go hard. That don't get the notoriety that they deserve. So, very true. you know, all that's going to eventually work itself into play, like my man said, when it's time. So, but like I said, this name mm -hmm. is definitely what it says. Okay. And it's going to continue to stay that way as long as people like us continue to do our part and push that history. Okay. AC, how about you? Uh, I think the book is very important. Uh, black Heroes of Fire. You can think about African-American history. You can think about African-Americans, black people in the fire service. But it goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. Because it's history for fire service, period. Mm -hmm. We kind of limit it when we talk about black people and African-Americans. But everyone needs to know this knowledge. Mm -hmm. It changes the perception of how people will see African-Americans and black people. Mm -hmm. That we have played significant roles in history, in America, and of course in the fire service. Mm -hmm. When you think about Engine 21, a lot of people don't understand what Engine 21 did for the fire service in general, not just in Chicago, with the pole and things of this nature. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it such a good read, mm -hmm. that you'll see the little nooks and crannies of history that was not really told to everyone. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you gain more respect of what they did then to make the fire service what it is. And that's on top of discrimination. Yep, And not absolutely. fair treatment, that's on top of that. To do this job and well, and change the course of fire service while being discriminated against. Yep. It's a good read. Yep, okay, mm -hmm. well I'm glad for that. Um, last point I kinda wanna get to before I let you guys get out of here. AC, you were saying to me, we were talking about engines and trucks and all that other fun stuff. And I got a even I got another perspective of you. So this question is going to you first. Okay. It's not even a question. I just need you to make a statement and give me your explanation of why certain people enjoy engines and other people enjoy trucks. That's real easy. First things first, the people the, of course you have to know what an engine and truck is, that the engine has 500 gallons of water inside, it has a hose, mm -hmm. they hook up to the hydrant, they put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. Mm -hmm. The truck, they uh, they have the ladders and the tools, they uh, open up the doors and, and make sure that you get in there safely, they, they rescue, search and rescue, uh, we work together. But to put it real plain and simple, the engine guys, they're the firefighters, and the truck guys, they're the firefighter helpers. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was, when, I, when I got to the when I got to the squad, they told me that's all I was was a firefighter's helper. So I said, okay. No, but we did we did speak about it earlier. When I, my perspective of it is that a lot of truck guys they have anger issues. That's why they want to break stuff all the time. Okay, they don't break down the door. They don't break the windows. They don't open up the walls. Y'all can't wait to break something. Yeah, I, I, I watched this dude yeah. here uh, <laughs> scratch himself on the engine every day. Like, oh boy, I need to get on the truck sometime soon. Oh, yeah. when it's going to happen? Yeah. So I watched that. So, But the engine guys, the engine guys, uh, uh, they're pretty vain. They, 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 they want the glory. Mm -hmm. they, want, they want to be the holes to put the wet stuff on the hot stuff and say, yeah, I did that. Okay. And so, yeah, the, the, the uh, truck guys... The truckmans, yeah, they 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 have anger issues, uh -huh. and, and the engine guys, they 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 full of themselves. They, they they want the glory. They want the glory. They want the glory. Okay, <laughs> I like that. So that's that's where we're gonna leave it at. I'm not gonna ask nope. about any other apparatus because I might get my feelings hurt by yeah. either a maim or a sting. So oh, okay. I'm not even gonna ask that. <laughs> but what I do want to ask you, gentlemen, um, especially you, AC, because you have so much material out. Where can we find you? Where can we get to know you? Where can we learn more about you and your craft more? Uh, I am uh, on various social media, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 
Snapchat, and of course it's under Awesome AC Wolf. But to make it simple, you can go to hairlessone.com, mm -hmm. and that's where my website is, and you can uh, find me there. Hairless, the number one. Hairless1.com. Dot com. Yep. Oh, Got so, it. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, you can yeah. find him there as well if you, when you start digging. Anywhere you you want to be found at, you got the you got the bully breeds going or the bulls on mm -hmm. fire. Yes. Uh. Well, for starters, I got my main Facebook page, but it's just my first name because people get me and my father mixed up all the time. <laughs> uh, Instagram is called uh, the Cap Goat because I'm a huge hat fanatic. But also, uh, me and my wife are also uh, managing uh, the BOFK page on Instagram, Bulls on Fire. Mm -hmm. with uh, our dogs, our pups, everything that uh, we do because we do the vaccinations. We also, you know, breed any any dog we got, we bred them. Okay. Chihuahuas, bullies, pits, we've done it. Uh, and that's pretty much it right now. Okay. You know, I haven't had, haven't made my own website yet. Okay. You know, maybe. It'll come in time. Yeah, yeah maybe in due time. time it'll definitely come. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't rush it. I think that's probably the lesson behind this whole podcast is kind of don't don't rush things kind of yeah. let things come to you stinger boy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um one thing that chief walcott asked for me to do that i forgot to do but i'm going to do it next time is to bring my book um talk a little bit more about that just show it so we'll have a podcast or a video episode <laughs> doing that and I'll update you on all those great and outstanding details. Um, once again, I want to give a special shout out to Chief Walcott. He's the reason that we were able to sit down. He put together the times, um, everything else. And again, the 150th anniversary of Engine 21. He has the book that's already out, Black Heroes of Fire. And then we have the book that's soon to come out, the Black Heroes of Fire, the picture edition. So... We also want to thank the Bronzeville Historical Society for hosting this event and letting us hang out here. And at the end of this podcast, for sure, I'm going to have the song, um, it's, it's a Calling, calling so that everybody can hear it and know what we were talking about throughout the whole episode. And these gentlemen gave you where to find them. Um, just rewind a little bit. And other than that, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.